Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. first hour in the books encourage you to go subscribe you can search out clay travis you can search out outkick itunes spotify google play stitcher i don't even know all the different places where you can find this podcast now but i do know that i was told last friday we had the biggest ever audience for the outkick radio show uh which on on podcast which is impressive and i know many of you out there are finding a variety of different ways to listen i also as always appreciate all of the different affiliates that we have out there recently, Fox Sports Radio hit 600 different nationwide affiliates. Spokane, Washington was the most recent hit number 600. It's unprecedented, unheard of. We're on a roll, but I would encourage you, search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out OutKick. Make sure you don't miss anything as you roll through the course of the program. A couple of different things we're going to hit. Uh, hour one, we talk with Jeff Schwartz. Will Kane is scheduled to join us uh, in the next segment. He works with Fox News right now. Previously, he had his own radio show at ESPN, uh, and he's coming on with us weekly now. I think that will be a great segment. And then in the final hour of the program, it is April Fool's. And as many of you know, also, Major League Baseball is returning today, and John Morosi is our Major League Baseball insider and he will break down the return of Major League Baseball. We're back to a 162-game season and what that all means as we go forward there. But I wanted to make sure that I did not forget to talk about this. There is an NCAA case out there uh, that has now been argued in front of the Supreme Court regarding the compensation that athletes are able to get. And this is a complicated case. Uh, And so I'm going to try to explain it in a relatively succinct and cogent fashion so that all of you out there can understand why this matters. Uh, So the case that is being argued right now and that will be decided in the weeks and months ahead by the Supreme Court asks a fairly simple question, although the resolution and analysis of that question is quite complicated from a legal perspective. But essentially, the question is this. Is it a violation of antitrust law for all of the different NCAA member institutions to be providing the same benefit to all of their athletes, particularly in sports that are producing massive amounts of revenue, i.e. football and men's basketball? What I mean by that is whether you are signing a scholarship offer with New Mexico or the University of New Mexico, or Alabama, or the University of Connecticut, or 
uh, Florida Atlantic University. I'm just pulling random schools out of the out of the alphabet here. Uh, or Eastern Michigan. In theory, the rough outline of what you get in exchange for a scholarship is the same. Now, every different conference now has different cost of attendance stipends and all these other different aspects. But essentially, there is a uniform set of rules predicated on amateurism which govern what college athletes are able to receive in exchange for playing their sports. And what is really interesting is that essentially has boiled down to a big debate question that everybody has a strong opinion about, which is should college athletes get paid in addition to the compensation that they receive right now? And there is certainly a value for the scholarship, for the grant in aids, for the, the, the room and board, the food, everything else. But should they get paid in excess of that? And really what this boils down to, to me, is the complicated factor of all athletes are not created equal. We know this, but in college, it is magnified in a substantial level. By which I mean this, the only two sports that produce any kind of significant revenue that exceeds the cost in all of college athletics are football and men's basketball. And right now, the money that those sports produce typically is going to subsidize all the other scholarship athletes that otherwise are playing sports, which would not pay for themselves. So if you are, and I'm just tossing out random sports, a male track star, or you are a female softball star, you may get a full ride to go to college, but the subsidy that you are receiving is effectively coming off of the work and talent of men's basketball and football players who are producing all the revenue that allows your athletic department to exist. And so the question that is out there is, how do you reconcile what is oftentimes a billion-dollar business in major college athletics for football and basketball with the fact that many of these kids are not receiving very much compensation relative to the dollars that they produce, while also recognizing that the majority of the athletes are receiving more compensation than their talents would reflect. And I don't think this really gets talked about in a very sophisticated and intelligent manner, but a lot of people's opinions change when they think about it from that context. In other words, a star quarterback at a big-time school, let's say he's at Florida or he's at Alabama or UCLA or wherever it is, is worth a lot more than the scholarship that he is going to receive. But a star pitcher in softball or diver in, uh, in, in swimming is worth way less than what they receive. So how do you reconcile a system where there is extreme interest and extreme dollar value in a tiny minority of the overall athletes on a campus compared to the larger athletic structure. And I don't know that there is an easy solution here because, and this is another legal complication, under Title IX, whatever you give to your male athletes, you're also required to give to your female athletes. So if, for instance, you give a stipend of $5,000 to every football player and every men's basketball player, you have to give it to every women's lacrosse player who's on scholarship and also to every men's swimmer. Everybody has to be treated the same even though their overall talents are very different. It is a socialistic system that is in place that is designed to keep everybody artificially equal in overall college athletics. And they justify that by saying that college athletics are a part of the educational system at the university and are a mere attribute of the larger university community. So they're not a traditional business in the way that a NFL franchise or a Major League Baseball franchise would be. And so I know people out there want to have such strident 
and strong and aggressive opinions. Oh, pay the players. Don't pay the players. And I know a lot of you out there are in that community because you want to make an argument on one side or the other. But what I am saying is the legalities of this are incredibly complicated. And add even more difficulty, every state is starting to put in place their own name, image, and likeness bill. Which would mean that if you go to school in Florida, the rules that apply to you in Florida might be different than the rules that apply to you in North Carolina. And ultimately, I think what many people feel is that the NCAA rules as presently constituted are broken. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Johnny Manziel could not legally sell his autograph while he was playing football for Texas A&M. But if he signed a Sports Illustrated, let's say, with him on the cover in a class and handed it to a classmate, that classmate could immediately take that Sports Illustrated and put it on the internet and sell it for as much as he wanted. I think that strikes many of you out there as being unfair. Johnny Manziel not allowed to profit off of his signature, but every single other student on the campus who could get Johnny Manziel's autograph could theoretically sell it for as much money as he wanted. It's a really interesting question how that ends up being a rule. And I'm just using Johnny Manziel as an example because there was an autograph scandal that involved Johnny Manziel and being compensated for his signature. I think almost every sports fan out there would agree that if you have a signature of such a value that somebody wants to pay you for it, that should be permitted. I really do think almost everybody out there listening to me right now would agree with it. Similarly, A.J. Green, I believe it was, or was it Todd Gurley? Will you look it up and see which Georgia football player it was, Dub, who got in trouble for selling his bowl game jersey as well as his cleats, and he got suspended for that, and how ridiculous it actually was? Because how do you not own your cleats? How do you not own your individual jersey? How do you not have the ability to make that choice and sell it for whatever value you would like to unlock? And so as you break that all down, it was completely broken. And by the way, Clay, that was uh, Todd Gurley. He got a four-game suspension for like selling his uh, autographed jersey and like his autographed cleats, which is crazy. He owned them. He should be able to sell those if he wants for a certain value. And I understand there's complexities about, well, what happens if some major booster wants to pay $100,000 for autographed sneakers or something like that? I understand the angle, but I just really don't care. That's a marketplace. If people have value, I think they should be able to sell their value to the highest possible bidder. That's me as a capitalist. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk with uh, Will Kane. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
salespeople at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now by Will Kane at Will Kane on Twitter, Fox and Friends on the weekend and also often sitting in during the week as needed. Uh, Will, lots of stuff that I want to dive into with you, but I'll start here. Little League Baseball season has officially begun anew and Major League Baseball season is, at least in my state, we're playing in my my part of the, the state. Uh, we've also got Major League Baseball starting uh, and I know you have been running around with your kids playing sports as well. How wild is it that some people are listening to us and their kids basically didn't play sports and still are not in school? I feel like we've been living in so many different Americas of late just based on what state you happen to live in. And you travel back and forth from New York uh, and Texas. That has to be like uh, you know a seismic difference between what's permissible there and what's permissible in Texas. Yeah, I feel like I've had the vantage point of living both of those lives. So for a year in New York, sports was stop, start, stop, start. We did get to play a little bit in the fall. Both of my sons are into soccer, and we did have a season that didn't get completed. But now, as we speak today, I don't know if they are active up in the Northeast. I think in pockets and in parts they are. Last night, I was at a soccer tournament with my boys here in Dallas, Texas, and it's full bore, man. These are teams from Brazil, England, all over the United States of America, and the only crazy, crazy thing I can see is there's a sign out here that says masks are required on the premises, which is like a dozen 
soccer fields in open air with the stiff breeze. So I don't really understand that requirement by FC Dallas, but otherwise it's awesome to see kids playing sports. Um, all right, so with Major League Baseball coming back, would you go sit comfortably in a stadium and watch the Texas Rangers or the Houston Astros play if you were in those cities and you were with your family and you had a ticket, let's say? No, I'd just wait for football season. I mean, besides making a baseball joke, yeah, I'd go sit in a stadium. Definitely I'd take my family, and we would sit together and, and watch a game. Baseball, by the way, for what it's worth, I don't know where you are, Clay, but baseball has fallen down to about at least third or fourth in my favorite's pecking order. And it's all predicated on where my favorite baseball team is and if they're any good. It has no national appeal to me. I do not care if my team's not involved. So I would probably go to a football game, a basketball game, a soccer game, and probably a hockey game as well before baseball. Yeah, it's interesting um, the way that it all shakes out. Um, And the NFL came out and said, speaking of waiting for football, that they expect full stadiums to be full uh, again, you know, full stadiums, full crowds. I think that's good. I think the NFL has handled the pandemic probably better than any other league because they set to their schedule. They played every game. Uh, But I give the NFL credit for finding a way, even back in March and April, to get the draft done. And now they've been fairly forward-thinking even in the face of much opposition with the idea of being able to get the full stadiums, right, and be able to complete their schedule. I, I think I know it's, it, it's in vogue to rip the NFL on a regular basis, but I think Roger Goodell and the owners and the league officials and the players and everybody else actually handled this better than anybody else in sports. Ooh, I'm going to borrow two of your phrases. So first of all, you've made the, the phrase – get woke, go broke, almost a nationally known um, cliche or phrase that people know what you're talking about. Social justice and business are almost the antithesis of each other. So people think of the NFL as regressive, but you just said they're forward-looking, and you're absolutely right, because when it comes to business, the NFL, among all those big leagues, is the one that understands how to keep the cash register ringing, and you keep the cash register ringing by making sure your fans are happy and interested in your entertainment product. You're damn right the NFL is forward-looking and keeping that happening. Speaking of forward-linking and uh, forward-thinking in the opposite, there was a study that came out, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Yahoo News and YouGov did a big poll of sports fans, and 35% of sports fans said they were watching less sports because of all of the political angles that had been brought to bear so far in recent history. Do you hear a lot from those people and how do, does that sort of correct itself? Because ultimately, business, theoretically, is in the business of serving as many possible consumers as possible. There have to be a lot of owners out there that are afraid to say it, a lot of league executives that are afraid to say it, but privately they have to be acknowledging that their business is taking major body blows because of politics, not because of the product on the field or the court. You know, I was listening to sports radio today, and I heard the host speaking in these really benign terms of, well, it's just really all about awareness. They were talking about the poll that you just referenced. They were saying, well, it's just really all about awareness. And this, this, they had mastered the way of saying absolutely nothing when it comes to this social justice political point of view. But my thought process was, while listening, think about how that radical political point of view has been distilled and sold to everyone in the most benign terms possible. And, and, and you know, it, it, to the extent that your local sports radio host or perhaps your NBA owner or your athlete thinks they're selling you an obvious statement, something to, akin to, well, I'm opposed to racism. And they, and they sell that to everybody and think that that is going to work when everyone can read through the lines. No, you're selling me politics. In fact, you're selling me radical politics. I know you've been doing this in pop culture for quite some time. You've been doing it through Hollywood. You've been doing it through corporate business and corporate HR departments. But at this point, I think the American public has seen through that, mostly through that nonsense. You want to know what I'm talking about, that, that form of language that is designed to mask over what is otherwise this really political and radical point of view. And yes, I hear it. Yes, when I talk to people. Now, I will say people know who I am, and they generally know my point of view, and they're probably making some guesses and feeling comfortable sharing those points of view with me. But I do hear people go, yeah, man, I just tuned it out. I just I can't take it at some point. I definitely hear that. 
We're talking to Will Kane. Follow him on Twitter at Will Kane, Fox and Friends Weekend, uh, formerly ESPN radio uh, host. How do you get back to normalcy? Like, let's pretend that the NBA was not convinced that they were on the right side of history, even though they're taking billions of dollars mm-hmm. from China, modern Nazis, effectively, if you had to, in fact, analogize a country that is most like Nazi Germany in modern day in terms of its expansionist outlook, the fact that they want their worldview to predominate, the, the lack of basic human rights. You would probably have to say that the best possible analogy in the world today for Nazi Germany is China. Now, I understand some people are going to be like, well, there's a difference between fascism and communism, everything else. I tend to think that the world's a big circle and that fascists and communists mm-hmm. end up with a lot of the same uh, political beliefs and, and, and both forms of totalitarianism on opposite ends of mm-hmm. the political spectrum. But what would you tell Mark Cuban? Like, pretend that Mark Cuban came to you, Will, and he was like, hey, Will, privately, I want to go out and have a couple of beers. Uh, he won't acknowledge it publicly. He has to see the numbers and know that the NBA is absolutely getting crushed. What would you tell him that he needed to do for his business, the Dallas Mavericks, to get back to appealing to people all over your home state of Texas and also maybe the NBA get back from the worst finals ratings on record, from continued collapsing in viewership that is going on this year? The NBA brand, at least in America, has never been weaker, I don't think, in uh, basically since Magic and Larry were playing before then. So I'm going to answer that question two ways. First, I'm going to answer that as though I'm talking to your generic NBA owner, and then I'm going to answer it as though I'm talking to Mark Cuban. So first, to the generic NBA owner, I would say you have to step up and have some strength. You have shown yourself to be weak and spineless, and your business is suffering because of it. What I mean is, and this is not limited to NBA owners, and I think you and I have had this conversation in the past, but they're bending to the will of a minority viewpoint, a radical, extreme minority viewpoint, meaning not very many people hold it. But because a few of their employees may hold it, or a very boisterous, loud, small group of their fans, let me amend that, because they're not actually fans, some very loud, boisterous minority commentators online scare you, you're folding, you're selling out the majority of your audience, you're selling out your bottom line in hopes of not getting canceled by this really small, loud minority viewpoint. So grow a backbone, step up, see if you can find some strength, the kind of strength that probably made you a billionaire in the first place, and get back to acting like a man. That's what I would tell any corporate CEO, no matter which business you're in. And guess what? If you come out the other side of it, your bottom line's going to be just fine. They can't cancel you. It doesn't matter if they pull a few ads or they tweet a few times. They can't. Your business is bigger than their voice. When I'm talking to Mark Cuban, the answer is going to be different because to what you just said a moment ago, Mark Cuban believes, I do think he's a true believer. I think he's a true believer. Um, he believes he's on the side of the angels and probably that I'm on the side of the devil. He believes he is fighting for inherent good and I represent bad. He's boiled the world down into that really simplistic prism. And so if he believes that, he might even be willing to sacrifice his bottom line if he thinks he truly is on the side of angels. Yeah, and I think that's what social media often does is it convinces you of an artificial duality that disnifies, for lack of a better way to describe it, the world, right? Like I, I always used to say when I was a kid, uh, when I had my kids and they were young, we sit around and watch a Disney movie. Kids have the idea, for instance, that animals are good or bad, right? Because in Disney movies, animals talk and, you know, snakes are often bad. And uh, let's say that deer is often good, right? And so there's this idea that there's an innate goodness in an animal as opposed to it just being an animal. And as you get older, you recognize that black and white, meaning uh, truth and fiction, uh, truth and lie, that there's a lot more nuance sometimes in complex issues. And I think what social media does is it disnifies things into thinking this is the right side, this is the wrong side, and all nuance is lost because the loudest and most strident voices carry the farthest. Yeah, it's an easy and happy worldview to think, I'm not just right, I'm good. And you're not just wrong, you're bad. It not only makes you feel better about your point of view, it makes you feel better about who you are. Meaning I'm the good guy in this movie that's rolling always around me, my own little personal movie, and you are the antagonist. That's pretty pretty addictive for for people of every political stripe. Right. 
And that's what social media does. It magnifies it in a much broader context. Uh, All right. A couple of other things that I want to hit with you. Deshaun Watson. We started off the show talking about this situation and the fact that Rusty Harden, the attorney down in Texas who's defending Deshaun Watson, came out with 18 different masseuses who he said, hey, uh, Deshaun Watson was a complete gentleman with us. We never had any issues with him. There now are over 20 women who have said the opposite, that he is uh, guilty of sexual assault during those massages. Uh, We continue to follow this story. What's your reaction to the way that this story continues to play out, and what do you think of Rusty Harden's strategy to say, hey, here are 18 women that are telling the opposite story from the 21 that have gone public so far? Well, Rusty Harden is no dummy. He knows that doesn't matter in a court of law. He's probably trying to win the court of public opinion to keep Deshaun from getting canceled from his NFL job right now. But he knows damn well that's not how the legal system works. You know, Johnny Cochran didn't run out four or five other women to testify that O.J. was perfectly nice to them, and they walked away unscathed. You know, in, in, in heat, Al Pacino wasn't going to run out there with his lawyer with like five different bank branch managers to go, it didn't rob my bank. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times you were okay and law abiding. The point is whether or not you broke the law in these other instances. You know, do those 21 masseuses have something to do with Deshaun's character that Rusty Harden could use that? I don't even think that would matter. It only matters what the 18 said and whether or not it's true or not. But I truly think Rusty knows all that. He's not trying to use that to win a court case. He's trying to change the narrative on ESPN and FS1. Do you think that the Deshaun Watson case, and I know you're covering a lot of different stories on a day-to-day basis, but I continue to be amazed by the degree of uh, – arm's length treatment of this story in the world of sports because there have been a lot of stories and I'm going to kind of run through for my audience out there and I'm I'm sure you have either covered or talked about them at some point in time quarterbacks are the most important athletes in all of sports today right star quarterbacks are even more at the pinnacle of that and so if you think about star quarterbacks and their issues with the justice system at any point in time over the last let's say 20-25 years you had Michael Vick and dogfighting You had allegations of sexual assault against Ben Roethlisberger. You had Brett Favre supposedly sending a a nude photo uh, to Jen Sturger, who worked at the time at the New York Jets, if I remember correctly, the details behind that. Uh, You have had uh, the the deflate gate, which wasn't even in any way remotely criminal surrounding Tom Brady, but went into a massive court uh, system and analysis all surrounding that. And certainly in college and then even leading into the NFL because he had another issue of sexual assault allegation against him. You had Jameis Winston at FSU alleged to have raped another FSU student and then to have groped an Uber driver. I believe it was out in Scottsdale. I am sure there are other examples of quarterbacks at the pinnacle of a sport of football who have behaved badly and found themselves in the judicial system. But it seems to me that all of those stories were covered extremely aggressively. There were tons of reporters on them. It was a story that you couldn't have escaped when all of them happened. And it feels like to me everybody has called off the proverbial dogs on this story about Deshaun Watson, and there's almost silence even as all of these cases continue to add up in many different parts of the sports media, You know, kind of accepting the OutKick universe, we've covered it pretty aggressively. So a couple of things. You're absolutely right. I saw Darius Leonard, the Indianapolis Colts linebacker, going back at, for example, Marcus Spears at ESPN saying, they're covering Deshaun Watson more than they're covering, and I don't even remember this guy's name, but the white guy who beat up and may have did he even kill his wife. Um, it was basically a no-name player, and that was like a month ago. It's awful. It's horrible details, horrible story. But he was like, it's race, because he was white, Deshaun is black, and Marcus, in, in I don't know who else responded, were absolutely right. No, this is about stardom, not about race. Deshaun is not just a quarterback. He is an absolute star. But that was somebody saying we're covering Deshaun too much. I agree with you. I think Deshaun is beyond a sports story. I think it's a news story. I think it should be on your cable and broadcast news networks yep. at this point. Now, I will say, Clay, um, the, the thing is, 
Musk, it's a massive, massive story, by the way. Another one to add to your list, Johnny Manziel, Baker, yes. Field, Cam Newton, all of the massive stories. Yes, I do not think this one has been covered as much as we freak out about all those other ones, and I wonder why. By the way, race is not a through line. You just named a ton of guys like Jameis who got a ton of coverage, and Johnny Manziel, you know, of a different race, got a, a ton of coverage. So what is it that makes Deshaun different? Is it that he's carried this good guy, personality throughout his career and that's what we don't that's why we tread lightly you know um Dabo said he was Superman in cleats the son has been not just a star quarterback he's been a likable personality and I don't know if that's why it's being treated with arms length I think the diagnosis is absolutely right I mean it, it is why it's a good point because if you compare let's say Peyton, you remember this, when ESPN and a lot of other sports media members went way overboard uh, with the Peyton Manning 20-year-old mooning allegations. Remember that in like the uh, training mm-hmm. room? And it turned in in the wake mm-hmm. of Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl and Cam Newton didn't shake his hand and then stormed out of the press conference. Uh, and it turned into a big story about the way that, that Cam Newton had responded. And then uh, people online were like, well, 20 years ago, Peyton Manning was alleged to have, uh, to have behaved inappropriately in a, in a locker room, uh, training room. And ESPN covered it like it was Watergate, right? If you just compare the way that the Peyton Manning allegations in a training room of mooning or whatever he did, and you compare that with everything else that's going on in the world of, uh, of, 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 of Deshaun Watson, it's wild to me to compare the two things there. Like, there's no similarity of treatment at all. Even back in the day when Ben Roethlisberger was accused, I think it was by one or two women, uh, different women of sexual assault in civil lawsuits, and they did an investigation and everything else. Like, that was the lead story everywhere. Brett Favre sending a, a pick to uh, to someone was the lead story everywhere. Deshaun Watson, with over 20 women having filed lawsuits accusing him of sexual assault, incredibly detailed storyline. Sports Illustrated found another woman who hasn't filed a lawsuit and told her story. I mean, and yet we don't mm-hmm. really hear anything uh, in, in the media at large. Not to the magnitude, you're right, of what we've become accustomed to star quarterbacks and their troubles getting coverage. I know you talked about this as well. Look, it's not a football game, and that's back to the Rusty Harden point. It's not 21 good moments, 18 bad moments. It's not that he's been good more than he's been bad. Yeah. The real OJ didn't, as you said, OJ didn't 39. kill most people. That's right. It doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But the other takeaway is what you pointed out, I believe, is we're up to close to 40 masseuses, which is yeah. fascinating in and of itself. A, that he loves massage this much, and B, he just can't seem to find one who's up to the uh, to his standards that he's dedicated to. <laughs> like how many – that's a good question. I asked this question on Twitter yesterday. How many athletes do you think have had 40 different women give them massages? And, and I don't mean okay. theoretically therapeutic massages, right? Like we're talking about right. him. Not, it's not like it'd be one thing if he had done uh, what Robert Kraft was alleged to have done, right? Like you're going to go into one of those massage parlors and uh, and you're, you kind of know what you're paying for if you're going there. But he, in theory, is getting reputable, reputable masseuses that he is paying, in theory, to try to get, I mean, I think his cover story is, hey, I'm a pro athlete, I need to be able to be at my peak physical condition. And my analogy is, you know a lot of athletes, once you find a personal trainer that you love, many of them will stay with that personal trainer for 10, 15, 20 years in order to make sure that they maximize their overall athletic ability. The same thing is true of masseuses when it's a therapeutic massage to allow you to be better on the field. And yet, this 40 different women at a minimum, this is at least 40. We don't know what the total number is. I bet there's not a single person listening to me right now who has had 40 different women give them legitimate massages in their lives. How many massages have you had? Zero. I've never paid for it. Now, my wife, whenever we go on vacation, sometimes I'll go play awful golf and she'll go to uh, the spa and get a uh, and get a massage. She might have had 40 different women give her massages over the years. Maybe. I don't know. I know I've paid for a lot of them over the years at, at hotels. But in my entire life, I have never gotten a therapeutic massage. Maybe I should have, but zero. I'm 41 years old. I have never had one. Have you ever had a, a therapeutic massage? 
I guess we beat by one. I got one on my honeymoon, but I'm not a massage guy, and I'm not a golf guy. So if we were on vacation together, I don't know what I would do. I'd be bellied up to the bar, so I don't <laughs> love either of those activities too much. Um, real quick, I know if there's some professional high-level athlete listening goes, well, you're not one of us. We have to have massages all the time to, to take care of our bodies. And I'd say, yeah, I get that. But that would be like from the training staff or highly paid professionals, not randos on Instagram. I don't know if he's finding them on Instagram or communicating with them through Instagram, but he doesn't seem to be too discerning about who his 40 different masseuses are. That's the truth. And that's why I think ultimately, if you're trying to increase your overall athletic performance, this ain't it. This isn't the equivalent of a therapeutic massage or anything of that nature. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, we were talking, first of all, Will's phenomenal. I, I think Will Kane is, uh, does really good work, and I'm glad that he's going to be joining us weekly on the show. If you uh, appreciate him coming on, shoot him a line at Will Kane on Twitter and thank him. As we were starting off the second hour of the program, I was talking about the NCAA case, and I should have asked Will about this. I just totally forgot about it because he's also a lawyer. Uh, but we're talking about the NCAA case that is uh, argued before the Supreme Court on Wednesday. And I'm going to build on this to start off the third hour of the program as well. But one of the big challenges here is you have two different systems colliding. And most people don't talk about the how do you pay college athletes or not in a smart manner because they conflate market-based economies with a basically nonprofit existence in the world of college athletics let me explain what i mean by that if you look at all the athletes that are on campus to play sports in america i think ncaa rules might make sense for the vast majority of them that's because those men and women don't really have any major market value because virtually every sport in america on college campuses cost money in other words people don't pay enough to cover the cost of those sports and I could name a bunch of them track soccer softball oftentimes sometimes baseball uh, women's basketball swimming diving lacrosse all these sports by and large cost the universities more than the universities make off them So how do they get the money to run all these sports off of the money that they make from men's basketball and some schools from football? And the top of the line programs at your big time SEC and Big Ten schools and Big 12 schools and whatnot are wildly profitable. Some of those schools make so much money off of football that the football programs donate money back to the academic side. And they certainly cover all of the other facilities and all of the other sports allowing them to take place. But most colleges lose money on athletics. So the idea that is out there that all these athletes are going to have such tremendous value or they're making their schools so much money is not true Because they aren't being run as traditional businesses. In fact, the result is often that the money is even spent in non-traditional fashion. I'll give you an example. The University of Tennessee football facility is nicer, in my experience, than the Tennessee Titan football facility. The Titans are a billion-dollar NFL franchise. The University of Tennessee is a major program in terms of revenue, even if results aren't there, in college football. But if you walked into each of their facilities, you'd be like, man, Tennessee looks incredible. The Titans facilities don't look very good at all. Why is that? Because the Titans are spending most of their money on player salaries and because much of the money that goes to college athletics goes to the facilities that surround the individual players. And so I'm going to talk about this some at the top of the third hour of the program. What this Supreme Court case I think is going to have difficulty reconciling is how do you treat revenue-producing athletes, which typically is football and men's basketball, compared to non-revenue-producing athletes, which is virtually every other athlete on a college campus. When you are required under Title IX and under federal law 
to treat all athletes the exact same so that if, for instance, you give a college football player $5,000, you also have to give a women's soccer player on scholarship $5,000, even though their actual value is very different. And most people can't really grasp that. I'll talk about it a bit more to start the third hour of the program. By the way, this is OutKick. Go subscribe. Thanks for hanging out with us on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 